Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everyone, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Great to be with you here as we discuss everything happening to and about the New York Islanders and uh, a busy day in the world of hockey. We've got, of course, round one of the NHL draft in the books. We've got a new projected starting date for next season and, of course, We continue our look at the Islanders roster today with a look at a fan favorite, a part of the greatest fourth line in hockey, Cal Clutterbuck, plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to talk about. So if there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, feel free to drop us an email, the address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And uh, if you leave your name and where you're from, like uh, Bob from... Hophog, we're happy to mention you on the air uh, when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date with all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, let's start off with the Islanders and the NHL's situation right now. Uh, Before the draft started last night, the NHL said that the new target date to begin next season is going to be January 1st. The old target date was December 1st, but we did learn a few other things. First of all, uh, right now, that the NHL plans to play a complete 82-game schedule next season. And we shall see whether that's possible. Now, the NHL has also said that they do not want to play into next summer. So, going to be tough uh, to get 82 games in in, let's say, January, February, March, April, maybe May. And then I guess you do the playoffs in June and July and call it a day, hopefully, you know, finishing up before the Olympics start in mid-July. Obviously, what the NHL is doing here, and I think it does make complete sense, is to try to delay as long as they can in order to have as many games as possible with fans in the stands, whether that's partial crowds, you know, a quarter capacity where the fans are socially distanced, or whether it's, I hope, sooner rather than later, a full 
arena filled to capacity with enthusiastic, yelling, screaming, tailgating hockey fans. Uh, the league, which obviously depends on ticket revenue for roughly half of its income, is hoping to get as many games with as many fans as possible. It only makes sense. Unfortunately, the way things are trending in this country now, uh, the virus still is a major problem, and I think starting December 1st really was not realistic if they hope to have fans in the stands. So that's the latest on next season and what the NHL has planned. Meanwhile, round one of the NHL draft is now in the books. The Islanders do not make a trade during the first round of the draft and can't say I'm shocked. I honestly believe that if there is a move to come, and I think there will be, it'll happen uh, today during the rest of the draft, rounds two through seven. Now, again, as of right now, the Islanders do not pick until the 90th pick overall, the 30th pick in, uh, or excuse me, the 29th pick in round three. So we'll see what happens with that, uh, whether or not Lou Lamorello makes a deal acquires a pick in the second round, uh, or waits until that third round. But the key, really, for Lou Lamorello and for the Islanders is to shed some salary so that they can sign those restricted free agents and maybe even acquire, whether it's through a trade or free agency, a player who can help uh increase the offensive output and the goal scoring and the power play for the New York Islanders. That really is their biggest challenge. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see whether or not they are able to pull that off. No big surprises uh, at the top of the draft. The Rangers, as many of you may know, had the first overall pick and they used it on Alex Lafreniere. Uh, of Ramuski of the Quebec League. So the Rangers busy on this day where the Islanders are pretty quiet. The Islanders' original pick, which was 28th overall, by the way, uh, ended up being traded to the Ottawa Senators in the Jean-Gabriel Pajot deal. And Ottawa took center Ridley Gregg from the Brandon Wheat Kings of the Western Hockey League. So, uh, you know, if that name, by the way, sounds familiar, his father, Mark Gregg, played 125 NHL games uh, after being drafted by the Whalers and is now an amateur scout with the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, the Islanders' first and second round pick this year is Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and I have to say that's a pretty useful pick when you analyze it all. And again, I would love to see the Islanders pick up a player uh, in the second round if it's possible. But to me, the most important thing, more than anything, is the ability to clear up some cap space so they can sign your Barzals and your Taves and and all of, you know, the the restricted free agents and then bring in another quality goal scorer uh, 
either via trade or via free agency. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will have our Islanders birthday of the day. We will talk about the season of Cal Clutterbuck and his future with the Islanders, plus a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, I wanted to talk to you about a great new book by Ryan Holiday called The Lives of the Stoics. From the best-selling author of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you do to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. Guys, let's face it, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you and find the best treatment plan possible. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, folks, this one is a current Islander. I know we're a day late, but happy 26th birthday to Ryan Pulak, the Dauphin, Manitoba native, originally drafted by the Islanders in the first round back in 2013, played his first games with the Isles in 2015-2016, getting two goals and four points in 15 games, and this past year, 68 games played, 10 goals, 35 points. That's uh, even better than the pace he was on in 2018-2019. This really was a career year and had there been a full schedule, no doubt that uh, Pulak would have had the best year uh, statistically of his career. And we're going to go back and look at one of his Better games at the Barclays Center uh, going back to February 9th, 2019. Islanders taking on the Colorado Avalanche. The goaltenders in this one, Robin Lehner for the Isles and someone named Simeon Varlamov was the goaltender for the Avs. Avalanche getting under the getting the scoring started in the first period. Carl Soderberg, his 18th from Eric Johnson. And Matt Nieto at 10:19. That was the only scoring in the first period. And Colorado 
had the early 1-0 lead. They extended that lead early in the second period. Eric Johnson is fifth from Soderberg and Alexander Kerfoot at 2.36. Isles trailing early by 2 to nothing. But late in the second period, Jordan Eberle gets the Isles on the board. His 13th from Anders Lee at 18.13. After 40 minutes, the Colorado lead was cut to 2-1. to one. Josh Bailey got the Islanders even eight minutes, three seconds into the third, his 12th from Michael Dal Cole and Adam Pellick. Then with the Islanders on a power play uh, with Gabrielle Landeskog off for hooking, Ryan Pulak, his fourth from Eberle and Brock Nelson at 13.57. Isles had a lead by a score of 3-2, to two, but it was not going to last with two minutes, 45 seconds left in regulation, J.T. Comfort ties it for the Avs, his 11th from Carl Soderberg and Colin Wilson at 17:15. Game heads to overtime. Who ends it in the extra session? Well, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ryan Pulak, that's who. His fifth from Casey Zizekas and Brock Nelson at 2:23 of the extra session. Islanders skate away with a 4-3 home win in overtime over the Colorado Avalanche. Jordan Eberle, a goal and an assist. Two helpers for Brock Nelson, but our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ryan Pulak, two goals on eight shots on goal, including the overtime game winner. He was tied for the lead on the Islanders with a plus-one rating. 25 saves for Robin Lehner in this one to earn the overtime victory. So again, happy birthday and many healthy and happy more to Ryan Pulak, our Islanders birthday of the day. And you know, I'll tell you, I love looking back at the history of the Islanders doing this date in Islanders history or doing now our Islanders birthday of the day. But it's nice also to recognize the birthday of a current player. And uh, I will mix those in whenever it is appropriate to do so. And, you know, just another thought about round one of the draft. And yeah, for the Rangers, this is a big attention thing. And they had another pick in the in the first round, made a couple of trades and, and worked with that. But you know what? I'll say this. The Islanders did exceptionally well with Jean-Gabriel Pajot and his acquisition, and while I was initially a little bit taken aback by the Pajot trade because of the high price that the Islanders paid, after they signed him to the contract extension, and it became clear that he was going to stay on the island for the next, you know, three, four, five years, as it were, the trade made more sense. And you know what? If you look back at what Jean-Gabriel Pajot added to the Islanders in this playoff run, between you and me, there is no way the Islanders reach the conference finals if Jean-Gabriel Pajot was not acquired. That third line, realistically, would not have had enough scoring depth Pajot made a big, big difference in the face-off circle and on the penalty kill and really fit in nicely with the Islanders roster. So, to me, 
uh, a worthwhile trade and that magic ride that this playoff year was doesn't happen if Lou Lamorello doesn't pull the trigger on the Jean-Gabriel Pajot deal. We've got more to talk about, including the season that was and the season that will be for Cal Clutterbuck. Where does Clutter fit into the Islanders' future plans? We'll talk about that and more on the Locked On Islanders podcast. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo, but there's something for everyone on DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while some of their dining rooms may still be closed or at limited capacity, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now and right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you could support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factories. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so we continue our look at every player on the Islanders roster, a review of what they did this past season and also where they fit in to the Islanders' future. And today we are going to take a look at Cal Clutterbuck, Clutter, one of the more popular players both in the Islanders' locker room and among fans. And I'll tell you, it wasn't the easiest season for Cal Clutterbuck. Uh, He is now 33 years old, and he missed a lot of time this year with an assortment of injuries, 37 games played, uh, three goals, seven points during the regular season. And, you know, here's the thing about Clutterbuck. He really is a great leader in this locker room. He sacrifices his body, pays the price. He is a hockey player's hockey player. He is not going to give you a lot of offense uh, at this stage in his career. Yes, in the past, you know, he's had uh, a 19-goal season and a couple of 15-goal seasons. But realistically, you're talking about between 5 and 10 goals if Cal Clutterbuck is healthy over the course of playing, you know, 70, 75 games in an NHL season. The big concern I have about Clutter is at this stage, at the age of 33, knowing the type of hockey game he needs to play to be effective, is his body going to start breaking down? I hope that the limited number of games that he played in this year was an apparition. And, you know, an aberration, rather. And and that he just, you know, hey, injuries happen. And especially for physical hockey players. And eventually, you're going to miss some time because of injuries. I hope that that is more of the case than the fact that 
this is going to become a regular thing. Clutterbuck's cap hit for this season remains at $3.5 million, which is a high number for a fourth-line player. His salary, his base salary this year, drops from $3.5 million to $2.5 million. And, and, and look, uh, Cal Clutterbuck has earned every dollar he's ever made in the National Hockey League. He is a, a good guy, a gutsy hockey player. The chemistry that he, Matt Martin, and Casey Zizekas have on the fourth line is, you know, really helps set the tone for the Islanders as a hockey team. He is wearing, you know, the A as an alternate captain for a reason. And I think that, yes, they're overpaying him a little bit by typical NHL standards right now, but Cal Clutterbuck, you know, a great guy to have on this roster, and I doubt that the Islanders look to move him at this point. He's got two years left on his contract, 2021 and 21-22. I think he at least finishes out this season with the Islanders uh, coming up. Again, I'm talking about, let's say, 8, 9, 10 goals, maybe 20, 25 points. He's going to give you those uh, penalty minutes, but here, here's the thing that Cal Clutterbuck really gives you. Hits and physical play and leadership. And you look at Cal Clutterbuck, uh, the last two games that the Islanders played in the playoffs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. September 15th, 10 hits. September 17th, 12 hits. 8 hits September 1st against Philadelphia. 6 hits against Tampa Bay on uh, the 9th. 6 hits against Philadelphia on September 3rd. Here is a guy who just goes out and plays a good, hard honest brand of hockey, and that's what endears him to his teammates, that's what endears him to Islanders fans, and that is why uh, he will be welcomed back, I believe, next season and beyond. And yeah, he's not the same player he was three, four, five years ago, but he is still uh, an absolutely great player to watch. One last uh, little note about the draft. Uh, the last pick in the first round was Ozzie Weisblatt, and he was selected by the San Jose Sharks. And look, Weisblatt's mom is is deaf. She speaks in sign language. And when the pick was made, uh, the Sharks executive making the pick signed the pick uh, in sign language for the benefit of his mom. And to me, that was just a, a nice little touch, a beautiful moment. And uh, you know, the joy that you saw with his family and, and all the players who were picked, really, in the draft. You you remember the human element of the game of hockey, and that is always, to me, a welcome thing. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Again, follow us on Twitter. Stay with us because I expect that Lou Lamorello will probably make some kind of a move tomorrow as the NHL's last six rounds of the draft are concluded, and we'll, of course, be tweeting about all the Islanders' draft picks and all and any 
trades that are made. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.